Everybody, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Doghouse Separation Anxiety Explained. I am Stacy Bell at Focused Fun in the US, and with me is me. That's all I'm uh-huh. saying. <laughs> they should know who you are at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Sarah McLaren from the UK from Separation Anxiety Solutions with. I'm Ness Jones, I am from Australia, and I am from Separation Anxiety Dogs Decoders. Girls, before we get started today, I wanted to tell you a little bit of a funny story that happened last night. So, I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking this dish that I like to prep first, so I like to chop everything up and make sure it's ready before I actually start cooking. So... There was smash, which is kind of mashed potatoes, but not quite. Um, And then my greens were silver beet, green beans and garlic. So I chopped all that up. And then the last part was chicken wrapped in prosciutto. So I laid out my seven pieces of prosciutto, chopped up my chicken, wrapped it up in the prosciutto and put it on the bench ready for frying in the pan. And then I made a fatal mistake. (laughs) Did you walk out of the kitchen? Uh, well, no, I just turned my back on it. <laughs> and, and then I turned around and there's a dog with two feet up on the bench with its nose very, very close to the plate. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And she jumps down, looks at me like I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. Of and I'm like, not. and I'm looking at her going, well, I can't see you chewing anything. And I, it doesn't look like you're... <laughs> You know, licking your mouth or your lips like you've just eaten something. Um, so you obviously were just having a smell and a look, but you didn't do anything. Anyway, I went to the plate and I'm like, hmm, I'm about to put these in the frying pan. And I did a, a one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> so there was one piece missing. <laughs> And I'm like, where did that go, I wonder? Yeah, but she must have just literally gulped it down in one bite because it had disappeared. And the funny thing is she's seven years old. She has never, ever, ever done this before. But really? Never. It just smelled too good. <laughs> yeah, I had it too close to the bench. And plus she's kind of, um, I cut her food down for brekkie because she's, you know, when they get a bit older, they slow down a little bit and she's probably not been getting enough exercise lately. And, yeah, so she's, I thought, hmm, you could do with losing a little bit of weight. Not much. I mean, she's not overweight, but, you know, she's a working dog, so she should be a little bit slimmer. And I think she might have been hungry. <laughs> Bless her. You're lucky, yeah. you didn't lose the, you're lucky you didn't lose the lot, to be I fair. I know. Lucky my back wasn't turned for that long. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was chased at that. Just before we start, though, I, I I do have two questions for you from that story. Uh-huh. What is smash, please? Oh, okay. So um, it's mashed potatoes. Um, but instead of mashing them, you kind of I, – I do cheat, right? I do put them in the microwave, but you could actually boil them down. Um, and then you put them on a plate roughly mashed, not mash, 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 and chuck them in the oven and crisp it up. Well, loads of butter, 
you know, put them in the oven with loads of butter and salt and pepper. Um, I, and chuck it, chuck it in the oven. I'm not. Uh, what's a silver beet? Um, it's kind of like spinach. Oh, it's not okay. spinach. It's not spinach, but it's sort of kind of. But not like beets. Not beets. No, 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 no. It's green. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, there we I go. have a feeling it's got another name, but I, I don't know. Hang on. I'm going to have to Google it now. Yeah. Uh, learn something new every day. <laughs> silver like, beet. Do you always put that much effort into your meals? Because no. I feel like I might be. Oh, okay. I was like, I might be a slacker. I mean, I am a slacker when it comes to cooking, but I. That's, that sounds like a impressive meal. Um, I know what it is. Chard. Chard? Chard. In, in, over here, it's Swiss chard. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> sounds like lard. <laughs> Silver beet does sound much nicer. Yeah. It sounds very pretty. Right. It's very anyway, nice. So you have like a big plate of it and it boils down to nothing. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lovely. There it's we really go. nice with garlic much. and green beans. Okay, um, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about, do you want to do, oh, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Uh-oh. Sorry. Expectations in training. How long will it take? Oh, how long's a piece of string? Um, uh, what can we do to make training go faster and... Um, we do really need to talk about the dangers of pushing the dogs too hard. So yeah. um, I always tell my clients, you can only go at the dog's pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and that unfortunately is, uh, depends on the dog, doesn't it? And um, some dogs are flying through training and some dogs really struggle and they just need yeah. to yeah. learn slowly. Yeah. Yep. So I think like the, the question of how long does it take it, there's just too many factors for us to answer that, right? Because number one, what is your goal of how many hours you want to leave your dog alone? That obviously would come into play. But you know, how does the dog respond to training? How often are you doing training? How well are you managing absences? Is you know, are there other contributing factors to your dog's anxiety? I mean, there's just like too much to even be able to come up with an estimate for a particular dog. But what I wonder is if we could talk maybe about some of our experiences with our clients to give people a ballpark. I mean, I think when we say it's a marathon, not a sprint, people that are training their dogs still feel like a month is a long time. For us, a month in the, the, like in the, in thinking about separation anxiety training is nothing like we, you know, I mean, it's obviously valuable, but you know, we, as, as people who are exposed to dogs learning to be home alone comfortably, don't look at a month as, as a long time in separation anxiety training. So, so what would you say maybe like your quickest clients were reaching yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had one before too, that was like just super quick and, and that was an outlier. Right. And yeah. so I think it's good to, to call those out. So what, what is going on with your super quick client Ness? So um, shout out to Michelle and Benny, if they're listening. Um, Benny is 
blowing me away. I really have to say, I've never had a client like this. I've had quicker ones, but not like this. This this guy, Benny, he's a beagle, Benny the beagle, and he he is the master of side eye. So <laughs> it is so funny. She puts the camera on him, and he just she just he gives the gives the camera a side eye every now and then. It's very very funny. Um, but Benny has he did he's. He, I started him on four minutes, felt he could do longer, but I, I started him um, after the assessment phase on four minutes, which is unusual in itself, I think. And he has not mm. put a foot wrong. So um, he is now in the space of four weeks. He's on 40 minutes for his long duration. Then we've got, we've actually created five different training plans, which is very unusual for me to do as well. Um, usually I've got one training plan at this point. He's doing, he's got one for, his long duration, which is 40, it'll be 45 after today, I expect. Um, he's got one for when they're both doing it together, which we haven't done yet. So this is one we're going to introduce this week, which is probably be challenging for him. I think it might be his first hurdle. He's got one for when um, Michelle's partner is doing it. Um, one for the back door. So her closing the back door was a little bit tricky, but we've actually put that in. Actually, that was a pre-departure queue. Uh, we've got uh, one for the morning time, the hustle and bustle of the morning, which ha he's actually gone bang. I can do this already. So this is one we've just recently introduced. So, so uh, honestly, absolutely flawed and amazed by Benny. He's just, but mm. a, as you say, he's an outlier. It's he's the yes, exception. Mm -hmm. So what? How how long have you been with him, Les? Uh four weeks. Wow. Yeah, that's seriously. It's that's crazy. Outline, it, it? Is it he is um, crazy? I do a couple of questions. Is, is he an adult dog? Um, so he was. Um, she rescued him, or not rescued? I sorry, I should not say that. Uh, she got him from a breeder that had never. I don't think he'd ever been left alone. He'd always had company. I think he's three now. I really have to check my notes. Um, but yeah, no, he's not a. He is a. He's not a puppy. He's a mm. an adult adult dog. Um, yeah. But he he came from a situation where he'd never been left alone before. So, um, yeah. And, you know, when, when he was left alone at his new house, he was carrying on, annoying the neighbours, howling, blah, 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 blah. And they can howl, count the beagles. Oh, man, <laughs> can they make yeah. a noise? Oof. No mistake in that bear. So, yeah, he's amazing. Um, and I'm like, I have to keep saying to Michelle, look, this is abnormal. <laughs> You're yeah. doing amazingly. So, um, yeah, but she's, she's delighted too. So it's good. That's fabulous. Mm. I wish all my clients were like that. <laughs> wouldn't, be like, wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody's clients went through everything that quick? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got uh one client at the minute that they are doing exceptionally well, I, you know, certainly for the time frame, um, that are up to an hour and 20 minutes. So we'll, we'll give them a shout out as well. That's Rebecca and Teddy, if they are listening. Um, <laughs> but he did start on Doris Abor. They did start right at the beginning. They did start with Doris, uh, with the Doris Abor. So it was basically door desensitization. Um, but he's, he's basically just tracked upwards and then, at one point, his kind of like turning point was when they opened the baby gate at the bottom of the stairs by accident mm. and he went upstairs and went to bed. Oh, 
since he's gone upstairs and gone to bed, he's just his his time has expanded exponentially. So it's right. it's made all made all the difference that That's going lovely. upstairs and going to bed. So yeah, there's several times they've found him sprawled out on the bed. Bless <laughs> him. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, again, about- they're very aware of the fact that this is unusual. Uh, and they're very protective of it, of course, because they don't want to lose it. They're also very aware that he might have a blip because he hasn't really yeah. had one. Well, it's really interesting. My um, really quick client was Mia and Sam with Miss Nona, who were on the podcast. Um, they got to like an hour in seven weeks, which is you know pretty quick, especially considering that Miss Nona was like super destructive, um, like tore apart their mattress and stuff like that. And, and had other areas of difficulty at the start with some resource guarding and reactions to other dogs. So those, you know, um, all put together were a bit surprising, um, but she really um, excelled. The other thing that I kind of, um, and, and, and that's kind of not normal for in seven weeks to be at an hour, um, no. But the other thing that I see, even if dogs are moving more slowly, uh, but still increasing regularly, um, you know, just acing a majority of their sessions. And then you get dogs that are kind of more, um, we call them, I call them wave dogs um, because our mentor Julie calls them wave dogs, but dogs that like kind of, you know, make it to a point and then drop and then, you know, rebuild usually faster um, and then drop and then rebuild. And then, and, and so those I think are particularly difficult for yeah. um, the pet parents just because yeah. it's, it's that roller coaster, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get so disappointed. And it's kind of like if you look at the charts, I mean, they are doing, it is a wave, it's a rising wave. So hopefully mm-hmm. the, the peak of the wave is continually continually getting higher and the troughs are getting more shallow um right right yeah exactly but, but it is a roller coaster like you know they the owners when you, they do the training you know they have to put the work in um we we sit back and watch the the videos and read their notes and you know obviously we talk to them one-on-one but but at the end of the day they're the ones going in and out that door um yeah, and it's it's a lot of work, and it can be disheartening. Mm. You got to—I feel for them. Yeah, I mean, I've got a, a couple of clients, or one they've both just recently finished with me, and they've been very much peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs, and up and down and up and down. And sometimes the dog can cope, and sometimes it can't. And we've got to adjust the training plan. And uh, yeah, it's hard not to feel feel for them as they get you know you can see some of them you know they get despondent and you know why am I doing this we're not going forward uh but there's always a way forward you just gotta find out what it is for that dog and we we feel for them as well don't we I mean as trainers oh, yeah. when we're watching them go through it all I mean we all want their dogs to get to bigger durations we all want them to get there and it's our job as well to to manage their expectations so that when there's all these peaks and troughs that they don't get too despondent by it all but also to help them understand that this is perfectly normal and that for most dogs by the end of eight weeks they're really not going to be a a much of a duration certainly not to be able to go out and have coffee with friends but what you are doing during those 
eight weeks with us initially is is learning all about how to work with your dog going forward that's the point of it all isn't it is, is learning how right. to do it yourself eventually mm-hmm. but yeah we you know, you know we, we don't want you to still be at a few minutes you know we'd love it if you were at several hours at the end of the time with us but it, they go as they go don't they whether we like it or not well yeah so that um so just like I think when speaking with clients and saying that it takes a long time and our version of what we would consider a long time and their version of what maybe they would expect would be a long time I think there is a lot of times a disconnect there so I'm going to go out on a limb and just throw out a time. Um, no, I'm throwing out a time, a time range. Oh. And I'm going to say that if, no, I'm doing it. Um, if a dog got to six, um, it, if they got to four hours in six months, that would be incredibly, incredibly fast. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. I would say probably a year is more like it um you know more of an average time and some dogs might take longer than that right so I I think by throwing out those times I'm not trying to say that your dog will take that amount of time but what I am saying is that when we say it takes a long time we're saying that it takes a long time we're not (laughs) saying that you know um, because, you know, for, for somebody doing separation anxiety, anxiety training, a couple months can feel like a long time, especially yeah. if their dog is very variable, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I think it's our nature to avoid putting, uh, not putting, a, you know, a time range on it, even because you, you can't, right? Because like we, we talked about, there are so many variables, um, every dog responds differently. So to mitigate that, I just want to say, if you have a deadline because you're going back to work or because, um, you know, something in your routine is going to change or your sitter is moving out of town or, you know, whatever that deadline is, make other plans. Because if you don't, what will happen is that you will get a little pushy um, naturally in, you know, like, you know, in two months, I need to have this at four hours. So then you get a bit pushy and, um, you know, sometimes, and why, why are you laughing? <laughs> Did I say something dumb? No, I was just um, sitting. You've got headphones on, and uh, you're reminding me of Princess Layla out of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like just now, I am like we've been on for like. <laughs> no, it just occurred to me. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Go put your gold bikini on, Stacey. <laughs> that's that's not gonna happen not gonna happen so anyways my point was if you have a deadline coming up still make um alternative plans for your dog to manage those absences you can always cancel but having those plans in place will protect the training yeah there's nothing worse than stress and pressure to to get you pushing where you really don't want to push because it's all it's all so front-loaded isn't it i mean i was having a talk to one of my clients today about just how front-loaded it is. Poor, St- poor Nessie's having a meltdown on there. I don't know. Yes, she really is. 
I'm sorry. Wearing headphones anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, let's start yourself out. Oh, sorry, I'll try and Deep put breath. myself together. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are now going. What? What is wrong? Why is Mum having this kind of weird thing going on? Yeah. Good uh, inspection now. Oh, yeah, so I'm I was terribly um, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Is that what? The, don't they call that corpsing in the acting world? I don't know. What do they call it? Corpsing. Corpsing. I never yeah. heard that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. It's where, where you basically fall over laughing. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I was, I was trying, I was speaking to a client today, and we were talking about how front loaded it is at the beginning, and how glacial it is. Gosh, she's off again. <laughs> Sorry. Is it the headphones stuff or is there something else? <laughs> I don't know. I just got the giggle snot. It's your headphones, Princess Layla. Okay, I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. I'm going to stop. Right. Bef- I'm before, you affect, before you affect. I'm just going to stop. Looking at Stacey, I'm going to put my hand here. But sorry. before you offend, <laughs> before you offend more millions of Star Wars fans, it's Leia. Oh, what did I say? Layla. You can have Star no, no, Wars. No, no, it's Leia. Now. Yeah. yeah, Leia. Is it Leia. Star Wars? Fun? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know it's Leia. Le- I mean, Leia. Leia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Ness. I mean, Sarah, because I think you're making a really good point about how slow it is in the beginning. Yeah. Um, because the, the training at the beginning is glacial. It's like, oh, my God. We're only putting seconds on here. What is going on? I really yes. want to be up to half an hour by the end of however many weeks. But there's a, the reason that it's so slow is that we really want to make sure that we've got this massively strong foundation underneath mm-hmm. the dog before we start putting any more duration on it. We need to know that they are happy home alone, that they are coping with the training, that everything's safe, that there's no other variables that can pop in and mess it all up. We need the owners to completely understand and be comfortable with the fact that this is what their dog needs to do on any given day. This is what they need to do before they leave the house. So they don't forget and do things by accident or add things in by accident. And it can feel, I mean, it must feel for them when you're going up by literally seconds that they're just never going to get anywhere. And I think that's an expectation that we really have to deal with as well, is that mm-hmm. this is going to be really slow at the beginning. But as we keep saying, the go slow to go fast. If mm-hmm. you get all that in right at the front end, the chances are you're going to build a better better duration afterwards. Yeah, yeah and uh, I've had clients, um, it's usually about this third Zoom, and they've started to do some maths, um, and they're they're going oh we started on seconds where you know might be over a minute now but they're like we've just done some maths and at this rate we might be on 10 minutes by Christmas time and you know really and and you can see their faces like you can see when they get on the zoom like they're like they've got their serious face on and this is the t- this is the zoom they're going to ask me how long is this going to take even though I've tried to talk them through this right, previously, right. you know, you obviously you do that, but um, yeah, at some point they'll they'll start doing some maths in their head, going, hmm. But I mean, look, we've got to we've got to consider that we are talking about fear. I think out of all the training behavioural issues that a dog can have, this is the hardest one. Separation anxiety is the hardest one to 
fix, I'm saying that in inverted commas, um, because they've usually got a big history of when they're left home alone, they're mm-hmm. scared, it's an emotion that, you know, like it's really hard for people to, or us, dogs, anybody to control emotions and, you know, it's, um, you know, they've got this history of fear, but we're trying to build, as you said, Sarah, we're trying to build a foundation of safe absences and change their neural pathways and teach them that it's safe to be home alone. And it takes time because mm. they, you know, they've learned that when mum walks out the door, it's a time to be, have a meltdown, go into a panic. Now we're trying to teach them that, no, no, you don't need to. It's okay. But yeah, they, it's a long, long, slow path. I do think there's kind of a point at like five minutes where it starts feeling like it's going faster. Yeah. About the the five minute mark. And the first time your clients do that five minutes and they're outside the door for five minutes, they're terrified. It's it's the longest five minutes of their life at that point. (laughs) You know, that five minutes feels like five hours. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, um, it definitely builds from that. Okay, so let's talk about the things like, so, so how I try to frame it is that we don't know how long it's going to take your dog to get to your goal time, whether that's two hours or four hours, there's for me to give you a time would be irresponsible, right? Um, So let's talk about the things that the, the pet parents or clients or, you know, whatever um, owners can do to make the training go as fast as it can? Like, what are the things they can control to affect a speedier um, reaching, a speedier reaching of their goal? Um, so one of the major things for me is managing absences, right? So some people are really good at making sure their dog is never left alone longer than they can handle and and others aren't maybe as great at that you know um so that i think is one of the biggest ones you know making sure that you're managed absences because if your dog is left for you know scary absences while you're doing the training then it's really hard for them to learn um that absences are now safe, right? Yeah, that's so very true. That's, that's that's one for sure. Um, what are some of the other ones? Um, I think another thing is to look at the dog holistically, right? So making sure, and we've done podcasts on this, so this will just be a brief one, but um, making sure your dog has exercise, enrichment, um, a good diet, healthcare, you know, the whole thing, make sure they're not in pain and like all of those things um, can contribute to how well they, that they're able to handle being home alone. So we want to make sure that we're tackling that that piece. I think yeah. the other thing, obviously, is, you know, if, especially dogs regressing, um, obviously pinpointing why is really valuable. But, you know, there's some dogs that need medication and keep an open mind about that. If they're already on medication, consider a, a med review because, um, I feel that that's also an essential element. So if the dog is on medication and they've been on it for a while and they're regressing or, you know, stagnating, then mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a time to talk to your vet and say, hey, this is happening and be detailed about it. Uh, I have one client that their med review is a case of them going to the vet. The vet says, how are they going? 
and they say yep okay and that's it they walk out the door and I'm like I think we need to be you know a little bit more you know give the a bit more detailed for the vet so um because because the dog was not moving forward with the training and I, I do feel that mm-hmm. that dog needs a med review um yeah yeah well, so. and that's that's one of the advantages of working with a SA pro is that like frequently I'll write a report to the vet on my client's behalf for those med reviews. You know, this, this is what we've been doing in training. Here's a graph. Here's, you know, this so that the vet can have like a really um, kind of bird's eye view of the training. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, if I had any recommendations that I could put them in there, you know, not obviously for certain meds, because that's the vet's area. But, um, you know, if I, if I, if I suspected pain, I could, let the vet know. Um, so I think that's another advantage is that your, um, your trainer can, can communicate with your vet and be part of that team approach of, of advocating for your dog. And in that vein, another thing that you can do, um, as a pet parent working with a dog that is, um, trying to feel more comfortable home alone is to work with a trainer, um, because I do think that adds an efficiency to, to the training, you know, just the, our experience level with what we see in, you know, a whole host of cases will help us look at your case as an individual case and make recommendations that might make the training go more quickly, like taking down a baby gate or um, changing up which door you use or, you know, I mean, it can be anything for Mm. your given case, but um, we're kind of looking at it through our experience and, and can a lot of times help out in that way. Mm -hmm. And we've got, as uh, back to the SA pro thing, as SA pros, we've got a good network behind us as well. So if, if uh, for whatever reason, there was anything that we struggled with, we've always got another SA pro that we can go, have you seen this? Mm-hmm. Yes, very very rare true. that we're going to come across anything that someone else hasn't got experience with yeah I think it's important to mention to our listeners too that we work remotely so mm-hmm. we don't have to come to your house you're doing the training you're sending us videos uh you're sending us your notes on on everything what the dog's day look like what exercise enrichment if something unsettled it all that sort of stuff that we can look at as you say holistically um, Stacy, Princess Leia. Um, <laughs> did I say I, no? All right. Okay. Um, no, you yeah. said it the right way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I think I think maybe people think that you need to be in the same house as them to do the training, but it's different to normal dog training, um, where you know you'd probably you know I know a lot of dog trainers are doing zooms now anyway for their training, but. But in general, mostly you would do an in-person session with a dog trainer. But for us, it's silly for us to be there. So it's more helpful if we can do it remotely. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you say, hold your hand the whole time, guide you through it. We take the thinking out of it because I think it's overwhelming having a dog with separation anxiety. So you've got somebody taking the thinking out of it for you. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're there every day to stop you from going wrong as well. So unlike with some more traditional types of um, behavioral work where you, you might see them, you know, one week and then not see your client and then for another couple of weeks, 
and it's amazing how how people can go wrong in that time not intentionally but just you know one slightly right. wrong thing can can have magnified massively by the time you get back so the fact that if you did work with a trainer that your trainer's there every day can really stop you from going too far wrong you know you can't really get that far wrong in 24 hours and if your dog looks like they're going you know a bit off to one side and you're not sure what to do you just stop you yeah stop and try again the next day you know the, that's the worst that will happen is that you stop and start again the next day I guess the big take-home point with that is that you have a lot of control over how well your dog does not ultimate control I mean we still have to respect the rules of going at the dog's pace and and all of that but you know, doing all of these other things that we mentioned will really help set your dog up for success. That's the crux of separation anxiety training, setting them up for success. Mm, we don't yep. want them to fail. So, yeah. yeah. Because oh, if they're when, failing, they're going over threshold and that's going to undermine mm-hmm. our training. When you follow a plan and when you follow a plan that, that fits the dog that's slow enough for the dog, when you follow that plan, then you will get success the times when it goes out of the window are when you try and push it too far and you try and raise your durations too quick for that dog. And that's when you do end up with these up and downs that are not a natural up and down. It's one that's been enforced because you keep pushing your dog because you so desperately want them to get to that duration that you'll consistently push them over threshold. It might not be much of a threshold, but lots of little exercises where they're going over will eventually get to a point where the dog goes, do you know what, I can't do this anymore. And then you're right back to square one and you really, really don't want to do that. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Tales from the Doghouse, Separation Anxiety Explained. Uh, We had a lovely guest today and Princess Leia, she came and, and joined us, which was very nice of her. Uh, I am Ness Jones, I am from Australia, and I am from Separation Anxiety Dogs Decoders. I am Stacey Bell, also known as Princess Leia. (laughs) I am um, in the U.S. at Focused Fun. Uh, You can find me on the internet, well, my website. You can find me on the internet, (laughs) but my website is focusedfun.net and Facebook and Instagram is at Focused Fun Dogs. Princess Leia would never fluff her lines like that. I know, I don't know. Guys, I'm going to post a photo on my Facebook page of of Princess Leia. Of of me? Thanks. Okay, Sarah. (laughs) How how do you finish that? You've also been listening to me, Sarah McLaren, in the UK from Separation Anxiety Solutions. You can also find me on the internet, although not like Stacey in a gold... Um, bikini, bikini. With headphones on. <laughs> um, you can find me at uh, Separation Anxiety Solutions on Instagram and on Facebook we will not be here next week, we're having a little week cheeky week off, uh, but we will be back to normal the week after, so come back and listen to us, 
And don't forget that you can find us on lots of wonderful platforms such as Spotify and Apple and Stitcher, although I always want to call it Twitcher. And you can also find us on Amazon Music and Audible. So we keep asking you every week if you'll leave us a nice review because nice reviews get us more audience and more listeners, which is wonderful because we really want to get the word out there. So if you go on to Amazon and type in Tales from the Doghouse, remember Doghouse is two words, you will find our podcast. And on Amazon, you have the ability to leave a review. So please feel free to go on there and do so. We would be And Apple. And Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please do yes. so. We would be very grateful and it would be very nice for us to know that you are out there. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, Thank you. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you again. Bye. 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 Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>